0: Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of digintravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok and welcome to episode four
1: of the Dig In Travel Podcast. One of the key goals of starting the Dig in Trail podcast was to provide you insights through digital and other industry leaders. So, as a part of the 2020 Airline Digital Trends series, I'll talk to various airline chief di- digital officers and people who are involved with airline digital and commerce So, last week you could listen to my interview where we talk airline digital strategy with the chief digital officer of El Al Israel Airlines we talked about how to do digital transformation in traditional legacy airline environment. And if you ever dealt with the complexity of airline legacy systems, you know that is a big challenge. But today I want to talk about what might be an even bigger challenge. I want to talk about how can you run airline digital program on a really large scale, but at a low cost. Because these days, you can hear many airlines talking about becoming digital companies and many are investing in their digital programs. We see many airlines opening digital apps, and some are establishing even new digital companies like Eurowings did with Eurowings Digital. Qantas' CEO, Alan Joyce, even went so far that he said in a recent interview that the airline will have more digital workers than pilots or engineers in the next decade because of the emphasis on digital transformation. But is this feasible? Will hiring an army of digital people really help? More importantly even, how can you run a large-scale digital program while, while maintaining a low cost? I wanted to talk about this with someone who actually runs a large-scale digital operations in a low-cost environment. And I couldn't think of any better person to talk about that than the Chief Digital Officer of one of the fastest growing low-cost airlines in the world. So I talked to Joel Goldberg, Chief Digital Officer of WizzAir. And he looks at this challenge a bit differently. What he said in the interview was really interesting to me. He said, we are an ultra-low-cost airline, so we don't throw people at problems. And this forces us to try to figure out more innovative ways to find solutions. So if you want to see and hear about more pragmatic, agile approach to run an airline digital program, listen to my talk with Joel. Enjoy the show. Hi, Joel, and welcome to the Digging Trail podcast.
2: Uh, Glad to be here. Thank you for taking the time with me.
1: So Joe I wanted to uh, talk for quite some time with you after I saw your um, quite uh, enthusiastic and uh, good speech at last presentation at last aviation festival in uh, in London but maybe before we start just a few words about your background how did you end up in aviation I, because I see you worked in logistic retail worked for Nike yeah.
2: how did uh, yeah yeah, so I've had a, a pretty varied background. I've worked in a number of different industries uh, over the years. Um, maybe just a bit about my background. As you mentioned, I started in logistics. I've worked for a number of the world's uh, biggest logistics company, FedEx, DHL, uh, AP moller Merck. Uh, worked at Nike, as you mentioned, and, and now here uh, for the past uh, 15 months with Wizz Air. Um, and, uh, it was certainly a big transition. It's a new industry for me, as you know, it's a, it's a complex industry, maybe more so than, uh, than meets the eye. Um, but I, but I was excited to join the Wiz team because of really one thing is I thought this was an opportunity to join a, uh, a company where, uh, technology and, 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 and digital could really have an impact in, in not only the company, but on the industry as a whole
1: and one thing when you're mentioning okay you wanted to go to industry where technology and especially digital can have an impact there are many airlines now are talking about becoming actually digital airlines so not only airlines yeah. but becoming yeah. digital companies how do you look at it at Wiz? because i saw your digital strategy also includes quite a lot of that
2: yeah and I, and I think i guess every it's not just airlines right i think every company um you know certainly these days is looking at. Digital, looking at uh, you know digital transformations, looking at how technology can be leveraged to improve the business. So I, I think this is obviously, probably uh, you know, being master of the obvious. This is something that is happening across all industries, um, and, and we're no different here at Wiz. Um, you know, I guess maybe one difference for us is we actually have our roots in digital, right? We actually started 15 years ago. Uh, we have. Pretty much only, you know, our, our sales and distribution is only through digital channels. Um, you know, being an ultra cost airline, digital plays and has played a really important role. And we certainly have big ambitions in the area. But but I think we, you know, at least, you know, it's been a learning experience coming into an, a, a low cost and especially an ultra low cost airline. I think we think about digital a little bit differently or at least that transformation because, you know, I, I've, I've, I've talked to friends, I've talked to colleagues, uh, ex-colleagues, and been a part of a number of companies and, you know, different industries. And I, I think sometimes, you know, there is a sake of doing digital and, and you know, for digital's sake or, or really looking at things that are really still very much emerging. Being an ultra low cost airline, I think we really take us maybe a slightly different approach. We really try to focus on the things they're going to have a material impact on our p a material impact on serving our customers. And certainly we recognize that digital is the only way we're going to be able to serve our customers at scale at the lowest possible cost. And that's really, you know, the key to WIZ. It's the key to our business model. It's the key to our future success. So we really try to focus on the things um, that we see are going to directly impact our customers and, and the airline itself and our results, you know, especially our cost structure. So I think we're a little bit more disciplined in, in that area. And sometimes that means saying no to some really cool innovative things that people are talking about, the buzzwords, you know, blockchain and et cetera, et cetera. But I think this is healthy, right? We try to focus on things that actually are at least somewhat proven and uh, maybe not always be the, uh, the first movers when it comes to new de- technologies, but really try to be the first movers on how to adapt proven technologies to make a difference, um, you know, within our, within our business.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes uh, perfect sense. One thing that you mentioned is yeah, your background is more digital because unlike traditional airlines, your distribution, your e-commerce was always 100% uh, e-commerce direct sales. But the other thing you mentioned, okay, you're not trying to go into some of the buzzwords like blockchain or things like that. But one thing that I think you are quite uh, deep into or see a big potential is artificial intelligence and machine learning taking the leverage of the data can you maybe talk a little bit about that how do you see that in terms of not being a buzzword but actually leveraging it to get some e- impact on the pnl like you said
2: yeah yeah so i'll talk about two things one a little bit of maybe about the technology and um you know certainly we are looking at those trends and they're moving really really fast and um, it's it's amazing to me and, you know, just thinking back over the last five, 10 years, things that seemed impossible even five years ago are like now a reality. I mean, even natural language processing, you know, the ability for translations to be done um, almost real time. I mean, this is things that were as a dream even a few years ago. It seemed to be insurmountable and we see the speed in which computing power um, and technology is moving to change what is possible. So I, I absolutely AI, um, machine learning. These things are not just buzzwords; they are reality. Um, they're becoming more and more prevalent in our day to day lives, uh, whether it be through you know our phones and, and uh, different experiences we have. And we certainly are looking at those. I think obviously on the revenue side, ancillary uh, pricing, overbooking. You know, we're looking at leveraging some of this, the, the AI machine learning platforms to help us make better decisions, um, and uh, we're continuing to to look at the next generation of how do we segment our customers and think about our customer, you know, as customer archetypes, and use machine learning um, AI in those spaces to help us better understand our customers, better understand what products and services. They want not only today but in the future, um, and be able to, to, to provide those at the right time in the right context. Right, uh, you know, if you're at the airport and you're running late, being able to provide a fast tracked option if they haven't already purchased, for example. So using that and automating decision making and taking that out of the hands of people, um, which doesn't scale well, and putting it in the hands of machines, we're definitely moving in that direction. Um, And and I think, you know, you see that across a lot of industries and certainly the airline industry as well. But we're also looking at the same technologies in areas like operations, which I think is a little less maybe known, but I think, you know, just as important. So whether it's how to better make better decisions during an operational disruption, um, you know, those are also areas that we're looking at applying those same technologies.
1: Yeah, I think the the principles are the same. Though you mentioned that you're looking to leverage technology to support uh, scaling up. Yeah, and you are, as I see, uh, seeing uh, or uh, incredible growth in terms of network, in terms of the routes, in terms of the number of passengers, and also on the other side, in terms of data, customers, e-commerce. So probably the same two principles, or the it's the same logic with. Uh, uh, machine learning and some automation to support uh, uh, scaling up,
2: right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we continue to scale quite quickly, um, as you know. I mean, 15, 20% growth year on year, every year. Uh, that will continue into the, the certainly into the midterm um, and, and, and uh, likely long term. So I, I think you're absolutely right. What works at even 20 million passengers doesn't necessarily work at 40, you know, which is where we're at today. So we're constantly having to think about not only today, but how do we plan and prepare for where we'll be in two, three years, right, And which is sometimes nearly double where we are today. So this is indeed bringing uh, a new set of challenges and absolutely digital technology, AI, machine learning, um, just just having strong digital foundation in terms of, you know, the right data platforms and the right engineering practices in place is really, really important. Um, okay yeah i I would maybe mention one other thing that which is also maybe more related to people because we talk a lot about technology but i think the heart you know at the heart of every digital transformation is actually um people right in our in our teams not just in digital but across the airline and one of the things we're working on is working on ways of working that allow us to experiment and work in you know much smaller uh let's call it batch sizes or, or chunks of work and experiment in a way to really determine where is the impact, what does have impact, what will have impact on the on the bottom line in the near term. So it's not just about technology, it's also about changing the way that we work, changing the way that we think, trying to take smaller bets, trying to create faster feedback loops so that we can actually be more cost effective in 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 figuring out where we
1: invest and where we don't. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Uh, One thing that I see, and I worked in the past with your digital team and I worked with, let's say, e-commerce team where we try to, I think it's the easiest way to start with experimentation like plain ab testing on the e-commerce on your web pages uh, testing different vari- variations and then see in your uh, digital analytics how that works so but what i see what you're working is also how to implement this same experimentation uh, mindset to other parts of the business and that is very interesting to me because when you basically move conversion optimization and testing and experimentation from the web and the uh, websites only to other parts, it becomes like business optimization and experimentation. Is this something that you are, uh, where you are going with the prior uh, answer?
2: Absolutely. And yeah, you said it better than I can. This is exactly where we're trying to go because we believe whether it's an external customer, internal customer, you know, customer facing process driving revenue or internal process driving efficiency, it's all in service to the customer. And we can apply the same exact principles. It's sometimes a bit harder, especially when you're dealing with larger programs or off-the-shelf software to think in smaller chunks, to think in smaller bets. But this practice and mindset is really key for us. And it really fits our ULCC principles because it really means, you know, not just fail fast, but fail small, right? Fail small, you know, fail along the way to success, right? And taking those small steps allows us to really try to understand um, how we can further optimize our business, which drives cost efficiencies.
1: Okay, Uh, one of the things that I saw or part of your, let's say, digital strategy or digital principles is also to reduce friction. And basically, this is also what we do with conversion optimization, trying to optimize uh, trying to identify friction points and then improve user experience um, but uh, what was uh, what I was curious about uh, your uh, let's say uh, strategies try to reduce friction and make and make digital from uh, stay dig- start digital and uh, stay digital this is something that you said so basically end-to-end digital experience how do you see this in the airline world or what key challenges do you see because Although a lot of the, let's say, customer journey currently is digital, but I think there are still a lot of black holes that needs to be filled.
2: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, if you extend beyond just the booking and check in some of the typical digital touch points that we have, is an a airline that is indeed, um, you know, doing all its sales and distribution through digital channels today. But when you extend it out beyond that to the actual customer journey, you know, the, the, the pre-planning uh, through to you know post-booking uh, communications, the operational side, especially when we have a disruption. Uh, these are areas that we are not, um, we're not where we would like to be and we're continuing and putting a lot more focus on those. Um, I, I think maybe start with, I think one of the, the more recent things that we've been looking at and uh, strategic direction we're headed you mentioned sort of this frictionless and this end-to-end experience. But one of the things we know strategically is important is that we actually maintain the direct-to-consumer relationship that we have with most of our passengers. And in a world where, you know, we see a lot more aggregators and OTAs, online travel agencies, right, that are sort of trying to become the the intermediary, um, you know, uh, uh, entity between us and our customers, we are actively, you know, taking a direction where we are, uh, going to fight that and focus on maintaining that, um, you know, that inventory is available for our direct customers. And we are taking that fight, uh, more and more actively now. And I think you'll see in the coming, coming months that, uh, coming months and, you know, in, in, into this year, this new fiscal that, um, that will be an important part of our strategy. And the reason we're doing that is not only we do we want to be able to maintain the, the, the right contact points with our customers as they travel through the journey, and especially if there's an operational uh, issue, but also because we believe it's important for us to be able to sense and understand and collect data uh, to better serve our customers in the future. Right, and this data is really important. So we want to maintain that that direct consumer uh, relationship. So we want to keep people within the Wizz with Air ecosystem, digital ecosystem, um, is as much as we can throughout that journey. And we're focused a lot now, I think, just strategically also on the operational side, customer passenger communication, operational disruption. We have a number of new initiatives we started in the last, really in the last six months that were you know, really putting our money where our mouth is to try to improve our, you know, the experience for our customers, not just when things go great, but also when things go wrong. Because we want to make sure that they have a great experience at a great price.
1: Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it makes sense, especially to, to invest best uh, best uh, back into the, like you said, uh, operational side, so the core business. Uh, we'll take a quick break. And then after the break, we'll continue our chat with uh, Joel uh, uh, CDO of these air.
0: Are you an airline professional interested in e-commerce, digital marketing or ancillary revenue? Do you want to increase the conversion rate on your website or increase ancillary revenue? Then deep dive into airline industry trends with our special Dig In Travel airline workshops. What will you learn in our workshops? All Dig In Travel workshops are based on our specialized airline research and hands-on airline consulting experience. During the workshop, we will provide you with benchmarks for more than 50 airlines based on type, size, and geography. You'll also see real airline examples, case studies, and e-commerce and ancillary revenue best practices. Still not convinced? Listen to what an airline digital manager said about our recent workshop. My expectations were far exceeded by ISTOC's workshop on ancillary revenue and digital retail. He brought a fresh air of perspectives and industry insights that provided great value for the teams involved. The workshop helped us regroup our thoughts on the major ideas where our focus should be in the upcoming months. Reach out to us at info at digintravel.com to get options for your workshop topics and a draft of the agenda. Okay, we are back with
1: Joe. Joe, I wanted to continue on the area that you mentioned uh, the last point. So basically that you want to keep or keep that direct business to consumer relationship with your passengers, with your customers. Uh, We talked before that it's very important to, uh, if you do that, then to leverage all the data that you have. I saw in in one of your prior interviews that you mentioned even bigger opportunity for airlines to leverage this data out of the typical airline journey, which is basically booking a flight, check-in airport or in-flight. what did you mean by uh, uh, by that? By out of the typical airline journey?
2: Um, well, I, 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 you know, specifically was talking and thinking about, you know, being able to understand customer behavior, um, being able to measure customer satisfaction at various points, um, being much more data driven in the way that we serve our customers. Um, you know, as you know, a lot of a, a lot of a journey you know, for all those that fly, and I fly quite a bit, and it's a physical side of it, right? And uh, how our product is delivered in the various airports that we serve, um, you know, every day, Um, being able to collect more data around that to make sure that we're delivering a consistent product that's fitting with what we are uh, wanting to provide to our customers. Um, being able to understand our customers' behaviors after the journey to some extent. These are things that we're interested in. Obviously we sell a lot of ancillary services and being able maybe to forecast or predict what is the next service that we should be offering. Right. And this all comes. And I think it's, you know, it comes from the rich data that we already have, but I think it also comes from data that we don't necessarily today collect or, or uh, today we're not really leveraging. So this is, yeah, you know, it's a new area for us. We're looking at it. We're trying to collect that data. And I think we're going to let that data speak to us and, and how we try to serve our customers in the future.
1: Okay. Uh, one, I mean, very interesting. And everybody's saying, yeah, there is a lot of data, a lot of value. But like we said, there are also some challenges. And especially as you scale up, because there is just abundance of data, but also sometimes, or most of the times, our resources to pro- and knowledge to process this data yeah. is scarce. So if I go maybe to the point that we talked initially about, okay, how do you follow your really huge growth over the past years? Also on that side, uh, one interesting uh, thought I saw recently that the Qantas CEO said that Qantas will have more digital workers than pilots and engineers in 10 years. Uh, How yeah. does this look at it? Uh, because you are mentioning you are the uh, ultra low cost, and I saw uh, also on the digital side sometimes you work uh, with the outsource models. so you work with uh, uh, agencies who has this knowledge and then can execute faster. But do you see it like Quantas to insource this and have this huge digital workforce? Uh, what's uh, your take on that?
2: Yeah, so I think I would be misplaced to say that I see it the same way as Qantas. I think is an ultra low cost airline, and I think under the visionary leadership of our of our founder CEO, Mr. Verardi, I think you know he's introduced a very uh, effective and I think innovative forcing function within our airline, which is essentially he does not let us hire people to do manual work that should be done. Through an automated means, so this is sort of a forcing function. It can be quite painful at times, as we continue to grow, right, and we continue to grow fast. But it really forces not just digital, but and really the entire airline to think about how we can be more efficient, how we can be more effective. We don't throw people at problems, so it forces us to try to figure out more innovative ways to solve for that. So when I say digital, when you say digital workforce, I, I actually see that we're evolving to. As a company that everyone is sort of, you know, needs to be part of that digital workforce. So everyone needs to have a digital mindset and everyone needs to understand and, and be able to think creatively about how to leverage digital in their particular area of the world or the particular area of the business to become more efficient and, and at the end of the day, more cost effective um you know i certainly don't think we'll have as many uh uh digital people as pilots um at the rate we're growing but um but we do you know we have been growing pretty health healthily on the on the uh on the digital side as well um and i'm sure that will continue like uh like most companies right that's um but i but i think the key is not just the growth in the number of in software engineers and testers that we have but it's actually embedding this within the various functions and the close collaboration with the organization to where digital actually becomes blurred in with the rest of the org there's not a uh, digital organization and the rest of the business is actually everyone is digital.
1: yeah I like this more multidisciplinary approach and I think low-cost airlines or for example like we, you have actually an advantage because you have much more flat organization, more lean organization. And if you can, yeah, embed this digital thinking, digital mindset that you are talking in all functions instead of having a separate huge digital unit, like, to, like you said, to take care of the problems. I think that approach uh, is, uh, is the right one. Um, yeah,
2: I agree. And I, and I think, you know, I'm lucky I, I came into the airline, like I said, not too long ago. And um, I think if you walk in, if you were to walk in our building and look around, you would see a lot of really um, young, bright, ambitious people. Um, we're a very young company, both in, the, you know, from an average age, but also just in our mindset. I think we're very much an entrepreneurial company. We still have that spirit, you know, you know as if we were a startup, even though we're, you know, $3 billion airline. Um, and and that makes a difference. I think it's it's you know certainly some of the brightest people I've had the opportunity to work with in my career, and um, even people that aren't coming from a digital background. I think they're very digitally savvy. You know they really want to learn. Uh, they're very interested. Um, and as I said, because we're forcing uh, ourselves, um, you know, to think more digitally by not hiring people um, as, a, as a, you know as a first as a quick solution. Um, I, it really is challenging all of us to, to really rethink the way we do, you know, not just did, not just automating, but really rethinking the way that we actually do business and that's continual. It, it, yeah,
1: yeah. I think this, this multidisciplinary, uh, uh view, uh, is, uh, actually the correct one is the difficult one in the airline industry, but it's the correct one, because yeah. as we talk about retailing and Basically, ancillary retailing is com- combination of e-commerce, revenue management, pricing, marketing, and historically in the airlines, this was very siloed. So pricing and revenue management was very technical and it was completely separate from marketing and e-commerce. But if you want to make this mindset to retailing, uh, this is the probably the correct approach to so have people with multinary broad skill set. I don't know, maybe to end more on a loose uh, load. If you saw this same, uh, I don't know how, as an outsider, like you said, you had uh, a history working for a retail giant like Nike. How do you see a different different mentality or different uh, view uh, on retailing when you compare a company like Nike to an airline?
2: Yeah, wow. That's a a big question, but I would say um, the... You know, in a way, Nike's distribution model, not in a way, Nike's distribution model is much more complex. Right? And, and the airline industry is complex itself, but I think the way we serve our customers in an in a ultra-low-cost airline is a fairly straightforward. It's fairly simple, right? Yeah. And, uh, from, this, from this perspective, I think it's a much more simple business model so we can be much more focused. Um, not to say that revenue management or, or you know, your services are, you know, simple by any means and pricing is certainly not simple, but the business model itself is much more simple. So I think we're much more focused here, which allows us, as you said, at times to be much more collaborative because it's a smaller group of people. Um, it's easier to see, uh, you know, the objectives and the outcomes we're trying to achieve. And um, we can work more closely together uh, with less, as you said, in a flatter organization. So Nike has got a much bigger, more complex organization. So I think that gives us an advantage in terms of speed and in terms of experimentation.
1: Yeah, especially, like you said, if you develop this experimentation mindset where you can do small iterations and try things and incorporate all the data and the activities that you said that you do on the data side, I think it can be a quick, iterative approach to, opt- uh, to optimization. Um, okay, uh, thank you, Joel, for all the insights. Uh, and this great interview, I saw that you are a triathlon and Ironman. Uh, I how, how, does that, how does that fit with the fast-paced digital and airline lifestyle?
2: Uh, it doesn't fit so well. In terms <laughs> of it's been a few years since I've done an Ironman, but I am an active runner and Wuzair uh, luckily sponsors a number of runs across uh, Europe. Uh, so I've had a chance to participate in some of those. I will say, I wish my I, I need to get my training uh, back up to where I'd like it to be, and that's my goal for this year as well. Uh, but uh, you know, I think um, uh, personally, I think balancing uh, this, you know, these these uh, lifestyle, healthy lifestyle with a uh, with a healthy working environment is really key. It's key for me; it keeps me energized. I love what I do at work, but I also love to spend time outside of work with the family or exercising so this I think keeps me mentally uh, where I need to be
1: yeah for sure I think running or any physical activity also
2: yeah. stimulates your mind
1: to get new ideas for for work so it's yeah uh, for it's sure,
2: for sure. I, mean, yeah. I also have you know have great ideas sometimes when I'm out on a run. They don't always sound so good when I get to the office, but uh, it's a great way to disconnect from the day to day and really think a little bit more long term, which is which is a challenge in in the fast paced environment like Wiz. I mean, this is a great place to work for those digital people listening and talented digital people. We're always looking for new talent, um, and this is an exciting place where we we're cutting edge on a number of you know areas, especially in learning to uh, apply. So. You know, I think this is uh, its an exciting time, an exciting you know, place, but it's certainly fast-paced.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I worked with, uh, as I said previously, I worked with some of your digital e-commerce people. And uh, if you want to be stimulated and work in a fast-paced uh, environment where you can test, learn, do things quickly, develop new digital solutions, I think uh, it's a great company to work for. So sure.
2: Thank you. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate the great questions.
1: Thank you for you as well. And wish you all the best with all uh,
0: your activities in the future. Uh, And thanks again.
2: All right. Take care.
0: This podcast is brought to you by digintravel.com. Digintravel is your number one resource when it comes to airline and travel digital marketing and e-commerce. Visit digintravel.com to find the latest digital trends and white papers with in-depth airline digital benchmarks.